Shalom, brothers and sisters. Um, I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Corey assisting me today. Today, we're going to go into a profound lesson, a well-needed lesson um, on the true name of the Most High God. Now, we know that this lesson could be a little confrontational. So we ask that you just respect the spirit of the Most High God and follow these scriptures uh, and see if there's any way that you can disprove the history that we're going to bring out today. Now, we're not bringing out this lesson to point the finger and say you're wrong or they're wrong or they lied. We are, through the spirit of the Most High willing, just going to put out the information of what the Most High said his name is. Now, when I was a child, when I was in my adolescence, I called God many names because that's what I was taught. I called him Jehovah. I called him Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Adonai. Elohim, uh, a bevy of other names. So, you know, I just want to put that out there to say that I there was a time where I was wrong. There was a, There's no way that you could have had this information unless somebody taught you. And I was taught. And we're going to, through the Spirit of the Most High, bring out the information for you today. Now, irregardless whether you have a problem or, you know, you don't like me and, and Brother Corey, you know, put that aside for your soul's sake. And see if these scriptures add up. So today's lesson will be called the true name of the Most High God today. See if you can disprove the legitimacy of what we're bringing today. We're going to start in Psalms 96 and 4. We're going to Psalms, Old Testament, Tanakh, chapter 96, verse 4. Psalms 96, verse 4. For the Lord is great. And greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. We brought this scripture out. Why? Because as a Christian. Or you know. I thought that there was only one God. And there is a. That is very dangerous. For you to believe that there's only one God. Could be very dangerous. Because you could be easily deceived. To think that you know. God's name could be whatever somebody wanted to be. You could be. He could be Buddha or Allah or. A litmus of other names. Read that one more time, brother. Verse four. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. See, so we needed to show you the severity of knowing that there is more than one God. Now, of course, we say the most high because we know that the God of all gods is the most high, is the God of the Bible. But there are other gods. Read four and five again, brother. Verse four. For the Lord is great. And greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. See, so all the gods, lowercase g, of the nations are idols. So every other god over other religions and nationalities of people are idols. See, so the Egyptian god is an idol. Buddha is an idol. The Asian gods. The Middle Eastern gods are all Idols, according to scripture. So we're going to go into the God of all gods, the most high. Now, for those who are following us online, we purposely call the most high, the most high. Therefore, there isn't a place of conflict. This isn't the, you know, when you're coming to a Christian, especially, or somebody who says they follow Christ or the Bible, this is probably not the first topic that you want to bring to them. You want to go to a place that's you know, where there is no conflict. Let's come together on the things we can agree on first. Then you go into this because this is a little bit higher knowledge. 
Read that one more time. Four, brother. Verse four. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Now, why would he say he's to be feared above all gods if there's only one God? See? So, me personally, growing up as an adolescent in the Christian church, I thought if you asked me, you know, how many gods is there? I would tell you one. And I would have died behind that understanding. But I wasn't reading my Bible. So, that's the difference. We're going to go into the scriptures today. Let's go to Colossians 2 and 18. New Testament. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. Colossians 2 and 18. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly put up by his fleshly mind. See, so involuntary humility of worshiping angels. Now, if you're learning under a teacher, you know, a lot of times you're, be, you're in humility. So you will just follow what a teacher have said without any, uh, you know, without any research of your own. And I was one who did that. But sometimes the most high would take you past the teacher or take you to a brother or sister that can give you more understanding. Not to say, you know, we blame our pastors and preachers that, you know, that we were part of their flock in our adolescence. We're not blaming them for that because what you're going to find out today is they were probably deceived also. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18. Let no man beguile you of your reward. In a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. So we must come, you know, as a child, humility. Because a lot of times when you, you know, especially if you've been learning the Bible for 20, 30 years, as some of these pastors, some of these men of the cloth actually had, they've stopped doing research because they believe they have it. And there is no point, including myself, myself, firstly, that you have all the information. The Bible is too complex for you to think that you know it all. You, we have to, you know, prove all things and continuously study and continuously pray to the Most High that he open our eyes to things that we may have been deceived on. We're going to Proverbs 30 and 4, because one thing that we know is that there is power in the names you call or evoke. Now, Satanists know this. Um, witches and warlocks understand this also. There is power in the names that you that you call. So it does matter what name you're calling the Most High. We're going to Proverbs 30 and 4. Proverbs 30, verse 4. Who hath ascended up into heaven, or descended? Who hath gathered the winds in his fists? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If thou canst tell. See, so Solomon was saying, what is the most high's name and what is his son's name? If thou canst tell to prove to you that this would be a secret. The majority of the world do not have this name. Read that one more time, brother. Verse four, who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in their fists in his fists? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? If thou canst tell. See? And notice it says name. See? What is his name? To prove to you that the Most High only have one name. So a lot of times Christians will tell you. I was one of the per people that would tell you the Most High have many names. 
The Bible says, what is his name? Singular, not plural. Most high only have one name. Now we're going to go to it. We're going to go to the first time he revealed his name to mankind. Exodus 3. We're going to Exodus 3 now. We're going to read Exodus 3. We're going to read verse 10 through 14. Now this was after the Israelites were being freed from Egypt in the wilderness. Now we remember that Moses received the law, 10 commandments, but there was something else that he received also. Let's read 10 through 14, brother. Exodus 3, verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I, that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forth the people of Egypt, when, I, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. See, so this was during the time the Most High was talking through Moses, to Moses, through a burning bush. He was telling Moses to go free Israel from the hand of their captives to prove to you that, you know, this history, you know, this new history, we think when we think captivity, we think white people or Edomites. When the beginning started with Africans, Africans enslaved us. See, and that's that's the importance of knowing if you're an Israelite, the difference between being black, so-called and being African, because blacks aren't African. Africans are actually people who enslaved us. Read verse 12, brother. Verse 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? What is his name? Singular. Now, you, have, you must know the importance of knowing the name of the Most High for Moses. Because when we were in Egypt... We became accustomed to Egyptian community, which means we followed their gods. We we walked and talked as they did. So we needed to know the specific God's name that was going to free us. If you go into Egyptology, they have many gods that they worship. So there was it was significant that we knew the God that was going to free us. Continue, brother. Verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Read that again. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. See, so when you bring this to a Christian or even a lot of Hebrew Israelites, they will tell you, well, that's not a proper name. His, he was just saying he is who he is. Read that again, brother. Verse 14, please. Verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. I am have sent me unto you. See, so I am is his name. Now, we understand that I am is an English rendering or translation. The Most High didn't say I am because English is a new language. It's one of the newest languages. So the translation is I am because I, I have brothers come to me all the time and say that, you know, um, 
I am is not a proper name. He's just saying, you know, who he is. No, the Mosai gave his specific name. Now, Moses didn't ask the Mosai what's his title. He asked the Mosai what is his name. Read verse 15, brother, before we move on to this enough. Verse 15. And God said, moreover, unto Moses, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. Read that again. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Unto who? All generations. See, so the Most High did not change his name. He said this is his name forever. And it's a memorial unto all generations. That means... It don't matter, you know, how many thousands of years it's been since that time. His name would forever be I am. Now, we're going to go into your Hebrew English Tanakh. The Tanakh is the prophets of the Old Testament. So you have the prophets and then you have the Torah. If you buy either a Torah or a Tanakh, the Most High's name is in this record. They didn't put I am that I am. They actually specifically put his name in the Hebrew. It's not in your King, it's not in your regular King James Bible. It's definitely not in the NIV or you know all these other translations. If you go and get this record, because they know slaves don't get this record. Usually only the Jewish people deal with these records. And they know the name of the Most High. That's why they specifically gave us the wrong name. So we're gonna have Brother Corey read verse uh we'll start at verse ten. And then we'll have him, instead of saying, I am, read exactly what's there. Actually, brother, you can start at, let's start at verse 13. Exodus 3, verse 13. Moses said to God, when I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, Ahaya Asher Ahaya. Spell Ahaya, brother. E-H-Y-E-H. Ahaya is the Most High's name. Continue, brother. Ahaya Asher Ahaya. He continued, Thus shall you say to the Israelites, Ahaya sent me to you. See, tell them Ahaya sent me unto you. See? And remember, the, the natives knew that. They would sing songs. Ahaya, Ahaya, Ahaya. Right? Now that 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 rendering or that spelling of the word, that's a modern spelling. So the ancient spelling would be A H A Y A H Ahia. Read fourteen again, brother. Verse fourteen. And God said to Moses, Ahia Asher Ahia. He continued, Thus shalt thou say to the Israelites, Ahia sent me to you. Right. Spell Ahia, brother. A-H-A-Y-A-H. Read that one more time. Verse 14. And God said to Moses, Ahaya Asher Ahaya. He continued, Thus shalt thou say to the Israelites, Ahaya sent me to you. Spell Ahaya, brother. The modern or? Uh, spell as it is there. The modern. E-H-Y-E-H. Right. See? So he told Moses, My name is Ahaya. Tell the children of Israel, that Ahaya have sent me unto you. Now, it, when it says I am that I am, Ahaya Ashaw Ahaya. That's I am that I am in Hebrew. Anybody who speaks Hebrew knows that Ahaya Ashaw Ahaya is I am that I am. Ahaya is I am. 
It's not Yahweh. It's not Jehovah. How could I am that I am be one word? How could it be Jehovah? How could it be Yahweh? Doesn't even make sense. Now, I know a lot of us don't speak Hebrew, but if you know anybody who speaks Hebrew or go look it up yourself, go into the Strong's Concordance if you're studying on a scholarly level and see what it says for I am. What was the Hebrew word that was there? Because English was not there. We're going to prove that to you. It didn't say I am. It said Ahia. It translates to I am. So if you don't want to call on Ahia, at least call him I am. This is the only time the Most High said his name out of his own mouth. This is out of his own mouth. So you would be safe to just call him what he said call him. He never said his name was Jehovah. He never said his name was Yahweh. He never said his name was Yah. He never said his name was Adonai. He said his name was Ahia. And the uh, ancient spelling for that would be A-H-A-Y-A-H. Ahia. Read verse 15, brother, back in your uh, traditional Bible, please. Verse 15. And God said, moreover, unto Moses, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. See, this is my name, singular, forever. Now, you may be thinking, so what were they calling the Most High before that? If you notice, this, they didn't know the Most High's name. They knew him as the Almighty Power. That's what they knew the Most High's name as until it was delivered unto Moses. Now, we, we need to drill this point home. The Most High is saying out of his own mouth, Ahiah, Ashar, Ahiah, tell the children of Israel that Ahiah hath sent me unto you. And verse 15 says, this is my name forever. If you don't know what forever means, it means forever. It means continual. If there, is, there is no, oh, well, it's a million years later or two million years later or whatever you want to say that it's changed. The Most High's name is Ahia or the I Am, the great I Am. Now, to prove to you that it didn't say I Am because the Most High wasn't speaking English, it said Ahia which translates to I am, we're going to go to Isaiah 28 and 11 to prove to you that it wasn't in English. That's why a lot of brothers will say, oh, that's not a, that's not a uh, proper name. Well, I am is not a proper name because he didn't say I am. He said Ahio, which translates to I am. So we're going to Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. This was a prophecy. Isaiah 28, verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. See, in another tongue will he speak to our people. That means he knew that our people would go into captivity. Therefore, we would be speaking another language. It says stammering lips because English is one of the hardest languages to learn. Ask anybody whose English is not their first language. It's one of the only languages where you can bite your tongue trying to speak it. Read 11 again, brother. Verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Now we're going to prove to you that that tongue originally was Hebrew. That was the first language. A lot of you, if you deal with Muslims, they'll tell you that Aramaic was the first language, which is a lie. And we're going to prove that because Abraham didn't speak Aramaic. Remember, he said the God of your fathers, Abraham and Isaac, right? Jacob. See, 
Read that one more time, brother. Verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Right. See? So that another tongue, that new tongue would be English. So I am is the English rendering for Ahia. Ahia is the Most High's name. He said it out of his own mouth. We're going to prove it. Let's prove to you that Abraham spoke Hebrew and not Aramaic. Genesis chapter 14, verse 13, to prove to you that Abraham was a Hebrew. He spoke Hebrew. Genesis 14, verse 13. And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew. Abraham the what? The Hebrew. Abraham the what? The Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshol. And brother of Enir, and these were confederate with Abraham. Abraham the Hebrew. See? Abraham wasn't speaking Aramaic. How could he be speaking Aramaic when Ishmael was a son of Abraham? So how could his father be speaking Aramaic, a language that didn't come along until Ishmael, Abraham's son? Read that first part again, brother. Verse 13. And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew... For he dwelt in the plain of Mamre. Right. See, Abraham, the Hebrew. We just gave you the Hebrew rendering for I am, which is Ahiah. See, Abraham was a Hebrew. He spoke Hebrew. The original language was Hebrew, not English. So we've already proved the fact that the Most High said he would speak to us in a different language. So Hebrew was the original language. English is what we're speaking now. The Bible was translated into English when King James got 70 Greek scholars and 70 Hebrew scholars to translate the Bible because the Most High put a spirit on him to know that his people would go into captivity. And the only way we would be able to read the Bible is if he translated it into the language that our captives were speaking. For that proof, all you must do is read the beginning of your Bibles. That beginning part where it, it tells you uh, about King James and the history on it, it tells you that, you know, he 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 got the, the scholars together to translate it because the Jews who King James was a Jew. He was a brother. He was a black man, knew that our people were going to be taken down. King James was a black man, brothers and sisters. I hope you know this. We just wanted to prove to you that Abraham, the Hebrew, he spoke Hebrew. Hebrew is a language. Now, we're going back to, well, we're not going to go back. We're going to go to Malachi 1, verse 14, to see what the Most High is saying. Now, think about this. If they lied to you about the day that Christ was, um, they lied to you about Christ's birthday, they lied to you on the day that we should, you know, go to church, which they're telling us Sunday is the day, they lied to us about who we were, they told us we were Africans, and the Bible says that we're actually Israelites, God's chosen people. They've continuously lied to us. Why would they give you the name of the Most High God? See, when we were about to be delivered from Egypt, the Most High gave his name. The same way we're about to be delivered from this captivity. That's why he gave us the name again. He knew that we would lose it. It was prophesied that we would lose the name. But during our liberation, he gives us the name each and every time. Let's go to Malachi 1 and 14. Malachi 1 verse 14, but cursed be the deceiver. Read that again. But cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, 
And my name is dreadful among the heathen. Read that last part again. And my name is dreadful among the heathen. See, heathen means Gentile. The Most High's name is dreadful among the heathen. So why would they give you his name? See, the power is not in the word God. Because that that's a Greek word. They were dealing with gods and goddesses. The Most High's name is not God. The Most High's name is Ahia. Read that, last, read that scripture from the top, brother. Verse 14. But cursed be the deceiver. Which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathens. See? So the Jewish people who are heathens, are Gentiles, are the ones who are telling the Christians that his name is Yahweh or Jehovah. See? So they hate the Most High's name, so they would do everything in their power to give you a different God. See? Look at that. My name is dreadful among the heathen. They hate the Most High's name. So everybody in the world is calling on Yahweh or Jehovah. And that's because Gentiles hate the name of the Most High. See? So the Most High was giving us some insight onto their trickery. They were very complex in how they did this. Not only did they give us the wrong day, they gave us the wrong identity and the wrong name of the Most High God. See, my name is dreadful among the heathen. Now we're going to go to Exodus 32 because those of us who know history and have read your Bible know that when we came out of Egypt, Aaron started to build, uh, he started to grave calves, golden calves, because Moses was up on the mountain for a very long time or what he deemed to be a very long time. So he started to make through the gold that he had brothers and sisters break off their earrings and their gold bracelets and chains and fashioned it into a golden calf. And you would never believe what that golden calf's name was. See? So follow us on a scholarly level, brothers and sisters. We're going to Exodus 32 and 4. Exodus chapter 32, verse 4. Exodus 32, verse 4. Excuse me, read 1 through 4, brother. 1 through 5, actually. Exodus 32 verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mountain, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall be, be good before us. Make what? Make us gods which shall be gold before us. Now this is G-O-D-S, lowercase g, gods, plural. We know there's only one most high. Read, brother. For as for this Moses... The man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we we walk not what has became of him. See, so they're like, we don't know if he died up there. We don't know what happened. Look at our people. You know this is Israel. You know this is us. Because the Most High just delivered us, and now we're already complaining. Continue, brother. Verse 2. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool, after he had made it into a molten calf. Made it into a molten calf. Made it into a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods. These be thy what? Thy gods, O Israel. That is not singular. That's gods. See? So there was two golden calves here. That Aaron had made two golden calves. Now, where where would they get the idea of this? Remember, we're just coming out of Egypt. 
that golden calf, that bull. This is what Aaron led his led our people to do. Read that uh, scripture again, brother. Verse four, please. Verse four. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made into a molten calf. And they said, these be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up of the land of Egypt. See, so now they're attributing our liberation or our freedom to a molten calf, to two molten calves. G-O-D-S. Remember that. There was two of them. There wasn't just one. Continue, brother. Verse 5. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Now he's saying tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. What Lord is he talking about? Is he talking about the Most High Ahia? Of course not. He's talking about this molten calf, this graven image that the Most High commanded us in Exodus 20 not to follow. Brother, read Exodus 32 and 2 through 5. Verse 2. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. See, so now he's saying tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Now he's saying the Lord, which is this molten calf. We're going to show you what that molten calf's name was. This is going to blow you away. We're going to go into your um, we're going to go into your Strong's Concordance. Now, for those of us who are studying on a scholarly level. A Strong's Concordance is an alphabetical list of the entirety of each word in the Bible. It gives you the Hebrew word that was there before the the English translation. So we know he wasn't speaking English. So none of these words, like if you go look at that word Aaron, it doesn't say Aaron because Aaron is English. So it actually has what Aaron's name is in the Hebrew. So we're going to go to that word Lord, which says Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Now, anybody of the cloth who studies on a scholarly level already knows what a Strong's Concordance is. So, your brothers and sisters are going to want to get a Strong's Concordance because why? Because some things get lost in translation. Anybody who's bilingual understands that. If I'm talking to a Spanish friend of mine and I'm asking him to translate something to somebody, a lot of times he'll say, well, that doesn't really make sense in Spanish how it does in English. So brothers and sisters can understand that things get lost in translation. So in order for us to not uh, not be diverted, we go into the Hebrew. So we're going to go to verse five and look at that word Lord in the Hebrew to show you what was the name of that molten calf. Read verse five, brother. Verse five. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow we have a feast to the Lord. Right. Now that word Lord is the Hebrew number 3068. And what is that word, brother? The word is Yahweh or Jewish national name of Jehovah, the right. Lord. Right. See? So Yahweh or Jehovah was the name of that golden calf. Read that part again. It says Jewish national name of God, brother. Read that part again. Uh, Jewish national name of God, Jehovah. See, so Yahweh and Jehovah are the same word. 
Yahweh is the Hebrew word. Jehovah is the English rendering for Yahweh. So the name of that golden calf was what? It was Jehovah or it was Yahweh. See the Hebrew number. Check it out. Hebrew number H3068 in that scripture, verse five, where it says a feast of the Lord. It didn't say Lord. It said a feast of Jehovah or a feast of Yahweh to prove to you that that golden calf that Israel um, fashioned through uh, a graven tool his name was Jehovah. His name was Yahweh. See, so it's not be, uh, it's not beyond the realm of uh, thought that we would start calling on this same God again. And who introduced Jehovah to us? The Jehovah Witnesses, right? Now, everybody who's a Christian understands that Jehovah Witnesses is a cult, but yet you would believe they're giving you the correct name of the Most High? See, now we're not blaming you. Because, you know, the majority of us, we just, we believe our teachers. Why? Because we respect them. We love them. So there's no way that you could have known that they were going to give you the name of Satan. And Satan is a deceiver. He's almost diabolically genius. That word Lord for the feast of the Lord, that mo- that molten golden cat is Jehovah or Yahweh. Because it's the same word. Jehovah and Yahweh are the same word. Check that out. Jehovah is the English rendering for YHWH, which is Yahweh. So Yahweh is the golden calf. We're going to go back and we're going to have the brother read two through five. But this time we're going to put what the word is in the Hebrew, not Lord. We're going to say Jehovah. Exodus 32 verse two. And Aaron said unto them, break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the, ear, the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graven tool. After he had made it into a molten calf, and they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to Jehovah. See? See? So that word, Lord, check it out. Go look in your Strong's Concordance at that Hebrew number 3068. It says Jehovah. It's tomorrow is a feast to Jehovah, the molten calf. See, so we've fallen to the same God again. We fall into the same God again. Now, you know, we we don't want to be confrontational, but you all, brothers and sisters, you are jewels to the most high God and you deserve the truth. So it wasn't by chance that you stumbled upon our church. The Most High knew that if he brought you to us, we would present the name of the Most High God, which is very, very important. When something is going on, you may be sickness. Somebody may be bearing down on you to take your life or hurt you physically. You need to call on the Most High's name, Ahia, which is the great I am. If you call on Yahweh, you're calling on Satan. If you're calling on Jehovah, you're actually calling on Satan. See, look at that. It wasn't by chance that you stumbled upon our broadcast. The Most High's name is Ahia. And that molten calf that we made coming out of Egypt in the wilderness, name is Jehovah. Further proof. Let's go back to Colossians 2 and 18, brother. We're going to Colossians. New Testament, brothers and sisters. Verse 18. Colossians 2 verse 18 
Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. See, voluntary humility, worshiping of angels. See, worshiping demons and fallen angels. You didn't do it purposely. We understand you didn't do it purposely. Nobody in their right mind would say, yeah, I know that Jehovah's the devil and I'm going to call on him. We were tricked. Why? Because the Bible says to, to the pure, all things are pure. We're pure. We're not expecting somebody to lie to us. Especially when you're in church, that's where you're vulnerable at. But you cannot just take a man's word. Not my word, not Corey's word, no man's word. If you can't prove it and substantiate it through scripture, then it's a lie and we must shun you. See? Voluntary humility of worshiping angels, worshiping devils and demons. Yahweh, Jehovah, is the molten calf. That is Satan. Yahweh, Jehovah, is another name for Satan himself. See? And let's prove to you that this is not the first time we've went off and served that molten calf. Because a lot of people are saying, well, that name's in the Bible. Well, Israel went off in the Bible time and time again. So just because you see something in the Bible don't mean it's right. The Bible's a history book. And many times, time and time again, did we fall off and worship other gods. And that's the majority reason why we went into captivity. You think we went into captivity because we were doing the right thing? No. We started, and he said he made a feast to this God. So we started making holidays or holy days to these devils and to these demons. Let's go to Judges. Go to Judges, brothers and sisters. It's right after Joshua. We're going to Judges chapter 2, and we're going to read 11 through 13 to prove to you that we followed these calves time and time again. Judges 2, verse 11. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtoreth. See, we served Baal and Ashtoreth. And we needed to prove to you that those were the two golden calves. Those were the calves right there. Remember, he said, gods, these be your gods, Baal and Ashtoreth. See, to prove to you that this is not even in Exodus, this is in Judges. Once again, here we go, dealing with these, these golden calves. See? So we're actually going to go back to 32 and 4 to show you where it said gods again, plural, to show you that these were the two gods, Baal and Ashtoreth. Let's go back to Exodus 32 and 4. We have to nail this point home because it's very important that you brothers and sisters that follow the Bible and follow the Most High and want to make it into the kingdom have the, the true name of the Most High. Exodus 32 verse 4. And he received them at their hand and fastened it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, these be thy gods. Spell that word gods. G-O-D-S, lowercase g. These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. To prove to you that it was more than one calf. See? Now, let's go to Kings 12 and 28 to prove to you that we did this time and time again. So just because you see, just because you see that word there in the 
you know, Yahweh or Jehovah, don't make it right. First Kings 12 and 28. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold. Read that again. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. See, so once again, here we go. They were saying, listen, we're going to make these two golden calves here where we are so you don't have to travel to the temple in Jerusalem. So now they're putting calves all over Israel outside of the uh, capital city of Jerusalem. Read 28 again, brother. Verse 28. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. See, two golden calves. See, look at that. Time and time again, we serve these calves. So it's not beyond the realm of understanding that they would trick us to, you know, follow these same gods. And then tell them that it was the most high. Look at that. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 9. Going to your Tanakh, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 13 and 14. Jeremiah 9, verse 13. And the Lord saith, because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, I have not, and, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart, and after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. See, Balaam, which is Baal. We are, anybody who knows the Bible knows that Baal is Satan. Baal and Balaam, they're the same thing. It's just a different rendering. Read 14 again, brother. Verse 14. But have walked after the imagination of their own heart and after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. See, to prove you that our people was teaching us to follow Baal or Balaam. See? So don't sit here and say that, you're, you know, our people would never, you know, teach us to follow Baal or Jehovah. When it says, which their fathers taught them. We learned this from our elders to serve Baal. See? So just because, you know, you're looking at the Bible, you have to look at it from a historical standpoint to see that just because there's a name in the Bible doesn't mean that's the name of God. That doesn't mean that's the name of the Most High God from the Bible that gave his name in Exodus that delivered us from the land of Egypt. That's why you have to take your scholarship and your vocation serious. And study your record. Because you can't just open up the book, see a name, and say, okay, that's God. See? And I know our people don't want to do any research. Therefore, me and Brother Corey did the research for you. See? The Most High set us up to do the work. Therefore, you could make it into the kingdom of heaven. Read 14 again, brother. Verse 14. But, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart. And after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. See, our fathers taught us those same gods. We're going to read Jeremiah chapter 11. We're going to read verse 12 through 14. Jeremiah 11 verse 12. Then shall the cities of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem go and cry unto the gods unto whom they offer incense. Spell gods. G lowercase g-o-d-s. See, there uh they go again. There's two gods. Baal and Ashtara. Read 12 again, brother. Verse 12. Then shall the cities of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem go and cry unto the gods unto whom they offer incense. 
but they shall not save them at all in the time of their trouble. For according to the number of thy cities were thy gods, O Judah, and according to the number of the streets of Jerusalem, have ye set up altars to that shameful thing, even altars to burn incense unto Baal. See, burning incense unto Baal. See, you, we're going to go into it a little bit later in the scriptures, but you would never believe what Baal's name is in scripture. See, we burn incense to Baal. Our team, our uh, people time and time again served Satan time and time again. Read 14, brother. Verse 14. Therefore, pray not thou for this people, neither lift up a cry or prayer for them. For I have not, I have not, I will not hear them in the time that they cry unto me. For their trouble. Read 12 through 14 again, brother, because they need to understand what's transpiring in scriptures. Verse 12. Then shall the cities of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem go and cry unto the gods unto whom they offer incense. But they shall not save them at all in the time of their trouble. For according to the number of thy cities were thy gods, O Judah, and according to the number of the streets of Jerusalem, have ye set up altars to that shameful thing. Even altars to burn incense unto Baal. Therefore pray not thou for this people. Neither lift up a cry or prayer for them. For I will not hear them in the time that they cry unto me for their trouble. See, so if you know, now that you know what the Most High's name is, if you continue to call on that name, the Most High will not hear you. Why would he answer you when you know what his name is now? And you continuously call him Yahweh or Jehovah or whatever other name you have. Adonai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Yah. See, he said, for I will not hear them in the time that they cry. So, you know, you would be best to just be safe and call the Most High Ahiah, which he told Moses his name was. And if you don't want to call him Ahiah, at least call him I am the great I am. That's simple for you if you don't want to go into the Hebrew because he's not going to hear your prayers. Anything can be happening with the government or, you know, with your health. You can be in a dire situation. You must call on the name of Ahia. Let's go to Jeremiah 23, brother. We're going to Jeremiah 23 and verse 27 to prove to you that this was prophesied. This would happen. Jeremiah 23 verse 27. Which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. As their fathers what? Forgotten my name for Baal. See? So we forgot the Most High's name in exchange for Baal. Satan is diabolically genius. He knew this. He would put that name in the record. That's why you must stick with the King James Version Bible. All these other versions, they're just... They're not Bibles. They're called Bibles. Stick with the King James Version and get you a Tanakh or a Torah. If you get the Torah and the Tanakh, it will prove to you that the Most High name is Ahiah, Ashaw, Ahiah. And for those of us who are following this broadcast, the thumbnail for this particular broadcast will be a pictorial or a picture of the actual scripture from the from the Torah, from the Tanakh, where it has the Most High's name, Ahiah, in it. We're going to give you that because I know a lot of you, you know, some of y'all don't even know what a Torah Tanakh is. Therefore, we're going to help assist you so you have the understanding to see it with your own eyes. Not just here, but to see it. Read 27 one more time, brother. Verse 27. 
which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. Now remember that we've forgotten the Most High's name for Baal. Because later on in this lesson, we're actually going to show you what's Baal's name. See? We're going to show you that. Go to Judges 3 and 7, brother. Judges 3, verse 7. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgave the Lord their God, and served Balaam and their groves. See? We serve Balaam, which is another rendering for Baal. All Christians know that Baal is Satan. We all know that. See, we serve Baal. We serve Balaam. This is what our people did to prove to you that it's not beyond the scope of understanding that we could be calling on that name again. Because why? Satan could care less whether you know you're worshiping him or not, as long as you worship him. See, it's important what the Most High's name is or he wouldn't have gave it to us. So you can't sit here and say it doesn't matter what his name is. Because if it doesn't matter what his name is, why don't you just call him Lucifer then? If it don't matter. Because you know it matters. We're not looking to point a finger at you. We're looking to liberate our people. We always knew something was wrong. And it wasn't just the fact that we didn't have an identity. And we started to uh, you know, demean ourselves and call us ourselves a color, black. But we also started worshiping a different God. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgave the Lord their God and served Balaam and the groves. Right. See, so we 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 did evil in the sight of the Lord. We forgot the Most High's name, just like it said in the previous scripture, Jeremiah 23 and 27. Now, we just needed to show you that time and time again, we called on Baal and we, we showed you that that Lord, that golden calf that Aaron uh that Aaron Graven was named Jehovah. We proved that to you. We have further proof because with Israel, you know, our people are very hard headed. So we gotta, we gotta go to more scriptures. We need more proof. Usually I should be able to just shut the book and say, all right, that's it. The most High said his name is a but we know our people, our people are hard headed. And if they find any way to maneuver themselves out of the truth, they will. So we're going to pull the sheets off and expose Satan and his minions, and how they've tried so hard to get us to fo to follow him, to follow Satan. It's very important to them that we don't follow the Most High, and we don't know his name. It is very important, and you see why, because our, t our people saw, uh, followed Baal many, many times. We're going to Hosea 2 and 16. Hosea chapter 2, verse 16. Hosea 2 verse 16 and it shall be at that day said the Lord that thou shalt call me Ishi and shalt call me no more Bailey right see so Ishi means husband my husband we should call the most high our husband read that again brother verse 16 verse 16 and it shall be at that day said the Lord that thou shalt call me Ishi and shalt call me no more Bailey right see so we started calling the most high Bailey or Baal it's another word for Baal, B-A-A-L-I. See, Bailey. We shouldn't call him Bailey. Now we're going to show you on a scholarly level, when you go into the Hebrew for that word, what is Bailey? Let's go to it. Hosea chapter 2, verse 16. We're going to give you the Hebrew word for Bailey. 
What does it say in the Hebrew? It doesn't say Bailey. It says Hebrew number 1180, brother. And read the definition for that. <clears throat> a symbol, a symbol, a symbolical name of Jehovah. Read that again. A symbolical name of Jehovah. Look at that. See, Baal or Baali is a symbolic name of Jehovah. Hebrew number one one six seven. Look at this. See, so they know it's there in the record, but they know if you want to hide something from a Negro, put it in a book. We started to serve Jehovah. Baali or Baal is a symbolical name of Jehovah. Go into your Strong's Concordance and check that out. The Strong's definition says Baali, a symbolical name of Jehovah. Now, just in case that's not enough for you and you don't want to deal with the Strong's Concordance, we're going to break it down even further. Let's go into the Zondervan Bible Dictionary. See, this is a dictionary, Zondervan. Or everybody knows who Zondervan is. Let's read the definition for that, brother. Bayali, my lord or my master, the common name for all local gods as well as Jehovah. Read that again. The common name for all local gods as well as Jehovah. See, see, so Bayali or Baal is a common name for local gods. It's another name for Jehovah. Continue, brother. The Israelites later abandoned the use of Baal for Jehovah. Read that again. The Israelites later abandoned the use of Baal for Jehovah. See, look at that. We stopped using the word Baal and started using Jehovah. That's in the Bible dictionary. What page is that, brother? On page 66. Page 66 in the Zondervan Bible dictionary. When you look up that word Baali, it says... They, it says the Israelites no longer called Baal. We called Jehovah. So we replaced the name Baal or Baali for Jehovah. You can't make this up. Get your books out, brothers and sisters. Get your dictionaries. Get your strong concordance and start reading that Bible. I know our people, you know, we, we, we into rap videos and R&B and what's Beyonce doing and what shoes LeBron have on. While this whole time they have tricked us. Baal is another name for Jehovah. And everybody knows that Jehovah and Yahweh is the same entity. Time and time again. Let's go to Ezekiel 39 and 7, brother. Ezekiel chapter... 39, verse 7. Ezekiel 39, verse 7. So will I make my holy name known. Read that again. So will I make my holy name known. See, holy name. The Most High's name, Ahiah, is holy. Now think about it. Malachi said that, um, Malachi said that his name is dreadful amongst the heathen. If you ask a Jewish person today, what's the name of the Most High? They will tell you Yahweh. Because they know that that's not his name. They know that's not his name. That's why they gave it to the Christian church. See? Read 7 again, brother. Verse 7. So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel. And I will not let them pollute my holy name anymore. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. That what? I am the Lord, the that Holy One in Israel. That I am the Lord. See? 
He told us all throughout scripture, I am. I am. And we just look right past this. Read that one more time from the top, brother. Verse 7. So will I so will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them pollute my holy name anymore. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. See, I am is the Holy One of Israel. The Most High said He would not He would make His name known to us again. Therefore, we wouldn't pollute His holy name. And this is what He did. This was a prophecy. He made His name known to us again. And through the love we have for you, brothers and sisters, the Most High have put it on our spirit to give you that name so you can be liberated. So you can be healed. So you can find comfort and love. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel. And I will not let them pollute my holy name anymore. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. We just wanted to go to this scripture to prove to you. Number one, the most I said his name was I am again. Number two, that we were calling on a different God. That's why he said pollute his name anymore. Because time and time again, Satan have tricked us to call on him unknowingly. We didn't do this on purpose. We're not blaming you, brothers and sisters. But what are you going to do? Are you going to reject the truth now so you can stay comfortable? That will be if you do that, you know, that's a conversation you'll have to have with the most high. Now, when you go to brothers and sisters and try to share this information, the first thing they'll ask you is, well, who are you learning from? Who, who, who told you that? See, they would rather deal with who taught it to you than what's coming out the scriptures. That's a trick of Satan. They want to tie it to man. Therefore, they can tear the man down. Right. That's a trick of Satan. It's like they're chumping you or punking you. It doesn't matter who you learned it from. The fact of the matter is it's there. The Most High just used us as servants to, you know, point you in the right direction. You can't attribute this to Brother Sid or Brother Cord. This is through the Most High. We're simply servants. We, that's all we are. We're servants. Let's go to Isaiah 52 and 6. We're going into Isaiah. Going back into your Tanakh. Isaiah 52 verse 6. Isaiah 52 verse 6. Therefore my people shall know my name. Read that again. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know it in that day that I am happy. He that doth speak, behold, it is I. Read that again, brother. Verse 6. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know it in that day that I am he that doth speak. See? There he is again saying his name is I am, the one who speaks. See? We shall know his name. His name is I am. This wasn't by chance that the Most High woke you up to this information. It was prophesied that he would wake you up. Brother, we're going to go to John 8 and 58. Now, this is Christ. This is your Lord and Savior. What does he have to say? John 8, verse 58. Christ said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham what? Before Abraham was, I am. See? I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Ahiah, once again. This is in the New Testament. Christ is telling you before Abraham was Ahiah. See? So Abraham called on Ahiah. See? Abraham 
before Abraham was a higher. Before Abraham, Isaac, Jacob was a higher. There it is right there in the New Testament for you. This is out of Christ's own mouth. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 58. Christ said unto them, Very, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was I am. See? A higher. Before Abraham was a higher. There it is in the scripture time and time again. But for some reason, we had those blinders on and we weren't reading it. Number one, we're probably not reading the Bible anyway. You know, we're just following and repeating what other people say. I always say we, we you know, we have that sickness of not researching anything or just repeating stuff. It's like a parrot. You just repeat what you hear. You have no thought of your own. The scripture says before Abraham was Ahiah, was I am. The Most High only have one name. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. New Testament, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the New Testament. We have further proof to prove to you that the Most High's name is what he said it was in Exodus. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion. Read that again. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. See, so the Most High God is not the author of confusion. So you can't say that the Most High have 25 different names. That's confusion. That's divisive. How can the Most High God have more than one name? That's divisive. That's divisive. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. See? So it's pandemonium for you to think that the Most High have more than one name, which is what they're saying in the church. Talk to your parents. Your parents know, your grandparents know that he said his name is I Am. Because I've spoken to elderly people. And they say, yeah, I do know he said that. But there is no but. That's his name. Ahia. I Am. Exodus. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. See? So if you're confused, that's not the most high. And in the Christian church, is a bunch of babble or confusion. How are you going to sit here and say the most I have more than one name? He got 25 different names. You can call him this, that, and the third. Or they'll claim that, that I am is his title. Moses didn't ask for his title. Moses asked for his name. And he said, tell him that Ahiah have sent me unto you. Further proof. Further proof. Now, you may be asking yourself, if his name is Ahiah, then how come we, you know, we, we, we're just now hearing about it? you telling me that everybody in the past was wrong? See, that's the next question that they'll come to you with. We're going to go to a scripture that will shed some light on that particular question. Go to Hosea chapter 6, verse 2. Hosea 6, verse 2. After two days will he revive us. Read that again. After two days will he revive us. And the third day he will raise us up. And we will and we we shall have we shall live in his sight. See? After two days will he revive us. That means he would wake us up in two days. Read that one more time, brother. Verse two. After two days will he revive us. And the third day he will raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. See, so this is the proof of why, you know, we're just now coming to the understanding once again. After two days, he will revive us. What does that mean? What's two days? Let's prove that to you by going to 2 Peter 3 and 8. 
to give you to give you some edification on what two days is in the eyes of the Lord. Second Peter three and eight. Second Peter three verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. Read that again. That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So in the eye of the Lord, one day is a thousand years. He said in two days, he will revive us in 2000 years. We're in 2000, so-called 18 right now. See, so it was prophesied that in two, in 2000 years, he would wake us up and see the Jewish Masoretes. And the governments knew that there was a time where we would wake up to the understanding of who we were. They know prophecy. They know that it said in two days. So around that year 2000, we would start waking up to our culture in history. And they knew that. So since they couldn't, since they couldn't put off the prophecy, what did they do? They put a name there in order to have you stumble because they knew in two days we would wake up. So they said, listen, they're going to wake up. But when they wake up, put this name there. Tell them this name. Therefore, you would be lost again. Read it again, brother, please. Verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. See, he would revive us in two days. He would revive us in two thousand years. So that's when, you know, the beginning. And I know brothers who've known that they were Israelites before that time. But really, around 2000, during this, uh, this, this last two decades, the majority of us have woken up. Brothers and sisters, especially the, young, the youngsters, the adolescents, they're knowing that they're Hebrews. They know that they're Israelites. All of this have come in the last probably 20 years, mostly, through the, the day of the Internet, social media. It's, 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 you know, it's well known now. It's well known. It's now almost trendy that we know that we're the children of Israel. So they knew prophecy said in 2000 years, he would revive us. So they need to have another stumbling block there in order to take us back. Okay. You know, you Israel, because why the prophecies don't fit anybody but us. So they know that what would they do then? They would, Satan would put another name there and start telling us the name was Yahweh because he knew that we would wake up. There was no way that he couldn't, that he could stop us from waking up. Therefore, in order for him to control it, he put another name there that would lead you right back to Satan. Read it one more time, brother. Verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. See, so this is why our past generations didn't know it. This is why. Because we were asleep. We were in captivity. We weren't allowed to read. Why do you think they didn't want you reading? See? See? So this is why, you know, brothers and sisters are now waking up. We have access to more information than we've ever had. You can go on uh, the Internet or Wikipedia and get yourself, you know, tons of encyclopedias for free. When before it would cost you well over two, three thousand dollars for a good set of encyclopedias. So at this point, there is no reason for us to be ignorant. There's no reason. The Most High have woken us up. Now, you know, the onus is on you to either receive what you're learning or prove it wrong. Now, if you have proof, you contact us with that proof that the Most High's name is not Ahia and that it's whatever you think it is. And we will make a proclamation to come 
online and apologize for bringing forth something that's not true. So if you can prove us wrong, we want you to do so. Don't just take our word for it. We actually want you to go prove what we're saying or prove what you think. Prove that the Most High's name is Yahweh or Jehovah or whatever you think his name is. We're going to stick with what the Most High said out of his own mouth. Ahiah, Ashaw, Ahiah. Tell him that Ahiah have sent you. Let's move forward. Let's go to Luke 11 and 9. New Testament, brothers and sisters. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Luke 11, verse 9. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. See, if you're looking for it, you'll find it. The same way there was something wrong or, you know, something amiss where we were looking for more truth. We were looking for our, our nationality. These are things you started to look for. Even though you didn't have the understanding, the Most High knew that you were looking. Therefore, he made it open to you. He made it visible for you. You must look for it, though. If you're not even looking for truth, then you'll continue to be in the dark because you're not even looking. You're just, you just want to be comfortable. You just want to go to church on Sunday, eat pork, celebrate Christmas, right? And then say you believe in Christ. There's not a person walking the streets who wouldn't say they believe in Christ. Nobody's following his laws. Read it again, brother. Verse 9. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Right. So if you seek, you shall find what, you shall, what you're seeking. You must seek the truth. You must seek it. Let's go to Matthew 24 and 5, brother. We're in the New Testament, brothers and sisters. New Testament. The Gospel. Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. Matthew 24, verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. See? Many shall come in Christ's name. Who is that? Christians. It's not, you know... It's, it's not an uh, aberration that the only people with Christ's name in it is Christians. And that he's letting you know that the bulk of the deception will come through those using his name. Because those are the last people you would expect to be lying, right? Read it again, brother. Verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. See? So Christians would come and deceive many now, we saying, you know, Christians are liars. Or, no, we're not saying that. But you must understand that the Roman Catholic Church have made a new brand of Christianity. And remember, the Romans are the people who killed Christ. They have a hatred for Christ. So they would come and deceive you. They would tell you, go to church on Sunday. They would tell you, celebrate Easter. They would tell you, eat pork. They would tell you that the Most High's name is Jehovah. And all of those things can be proven to be lies without any shadow of a doubt. Without any shadow of a doubt. See? So you must separate the, the doctrine of Christianity from the Bible. Because they have nothing to do with each other. The Bible is not a religious source. It's a historical record. Have nothing to do with Christianity. Read that one more time before we move on, brother. Verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Right. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. New Testament, brothers and sisters. 
First Thessalonians 5 verse 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. See, so you must prove all things. And that's what we do here uh, with our church, the commandment keepers church. If we can't prove it, we're not going to do it. Only do what you can prove or we're going to have to shun you. Because you need to you need to know for yourself as a fact that when you lay down for the last time that you're going to make it into the kingdom because you proved everything. Prove to me that the most High said celebrate Christmas. Prove to me that he said go to church on Sunday. See? So once you go into the proof, set aside your emotions. I understand there's going to be pushback. You know, we get called all types of names. I've been called all types of names. Not because I say, you know, well, to some extent it's because I say we must leave America because the Bible says that. But mostly we get pushback from brothers and sisters because of the name. They have a hatred for us because we just give you the name that he gave Moses. Read, read that one more time, brother. Verse 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Right. So now, brothers and sisters, the question is what? So you're telling me this whole time, uh, you know, I've been calling on Satan. Well, yes, the, that, that, that's, you know, plain and simple. The answer is yes. So you now the question they'll say is, well, you telling me God wasn't hearing my prayers and doing things for me when I was calling on that name. We're not saying that we're not saying that at all, because the Bible says, in fact, we're not even going to tell we're not going to we're not going to tell you what it says. We'll just go there because it says prove all things. Go to Acts 17 and 30. We're not saying that when you were in your ignorance, the most high didn't hear your prayers. That wouldn't be equitable. Acts 17 and 30. The most high is equitable. So if you don't have the understanding, the most high have grace on you. But once you have that understanding, you're now responsible for that understanding that you have. See, read Acts 17 and 30, brother. Acts 17, verse 30. And the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. See, so when we were ignorant, the most high God winked at that. It, it was laughable almost. It was he was equitable though. He didn't judge us for those things. In ignorance, the most high winked at that. See? But now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Now that you realize you were wrong, read it again, brother. Verse 30. And the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now commanded all men everywhere to repent. See, so we're not saying that the most high wasn't hearing your prayers. He understands that you were trying to communicate with him and he wouldn't be equitable if you didn't have the information. But now you do have the information. What are you going to do? What are you going to do now? He went at our ignorance because he's equitable. He can't he wouldn't judge us on something that we have no knowledge of. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 30. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Now we're going to go into some secular history, some secular books. Because there's a lot of people out there who say the Bible is not enough. So we have a book here. It's called The Illuminati 2, Deceit and Seduction by Henry Makov. Henry Makov is an Edomite. He's a white man to prove you that we don't have a problem with any white man. We're going to get it right out of his own mouth to prove to you that they know the Most High's name is Ahia. Uh What page are you on, brother? I'm on page 130. All right, 130 in the book. Illuminati 2. Uh, yes, sir. All the highlighted, please. It's titled Demonology, the secret of the ancient Egyptians and their modern disciples, the Freemasons, 
It's the art of demonology for gaining power, mainly through the devil, Jehovah. Read that again. Mainly through the devil, Jehovah. The secret of the ancient Egyptians and their modern disciples, the Freemasons, is the art of demonology for gaining power. Mainly through the devil, Jehovah. The devil, Jehovah. They're writing this right in their records. This is a published record. See? So they know that Jehovah is the devil. Continue, brother. The name Jehovah or Yahweh was injected into the text of the Old Testament by the Pharisees and others who practiced Babylonian Satanism. Right, see? So the name Yahweh or Jehovah or Jehovah was injected into the Old Testament by those who are practicing Babylonian Satanism. See, he's writing this in the record. They know that no black people don't write is not going to buy this book. See? They doing this they they're having this a conversation amongst themselves. This is not for black people. They know there's nobody in their right mind as a as a minority is going to go buy the book Illuminati too. Who would who would buy that? That's why they put it in that record. Read it again, brother, please. The name Yehovah or Yahweh was injected into the text of the Old Testament by the Pharisees and others who practiced Babylonian Satanism. Now, those of us who know music know that Jay-Z called himself Hove. Hova, right? Jehovah, right? Jehovah. See? And we all know that he's a Satan worshiper. This is where he got it from. He knows that that's Satan. Continue, brother. An agreement was forged between the Jewish Nazareths and the Catholic Church to change the name of God in the Hebrew Old Testament to the pagan name Yahweh or Jehovah. See? So the Catholic Church and the Jewish, the Jewish Nazareths, they came together and said, we're going to change that name of the Most High to the pagan Yahweh or Jehovah. See? So they came together while we were still asleep and, and said they would do this. Check this out. This is secular history. This have nothing to do with the Bible. Continue, brother. God's real name. Mr. Rosenthal was a member of an elite, openly satanic minority among the Jewish people. Everyday Jews do not know that the God of their faith is in fact Satan hiding behind a mystical name. It is of no co consequence to Satan whether he is worshipped deliberately or through subtle lies and deception. See, he said that it doesn't matter to Satan whether you know that you're worshipping him or not as long as you do. Continue, brother. The wise Solomon asks, what is God's name? God's name is Ahia. Spell that, brother. A-H-A-Y-A-H. See, so that's the ancient spelling, Ahia. Spell it again, brother. Sometimes transliterated. Ahia, E-H-Y-E-H. See, so that's the other spelling of it. Same word. One of them is modern. The other is ancient. Read that from the top, that part again, brother. The wise Solomon asked, what is God's real name? God's name is Ahia, sometimes transliterated Ahia, meaning I am. This is the name given to Moses along with the law. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. See? What, what, what page is that, brother? This is page 130. 130 in the book Illuminati 2, Deceit and Seduction. These people know that the Most High's name is Ahia. 
They put it right there in the record and they gave you the history of who changed it and when they changed it. See, to prove to you that this is not just something we came up, you know, off the top of our mind. The Most High, through the Spirit, led us to the truth and led us to this record. We knew the name well before we got this record. We just got this record in order to buffer the proof that the Most High's name is Ahia. And we're not the only people that know. The white man or the Edomites, they know that his name is Ahia. At least the elite. I'm not going to say everyday white people. But the elites, they know what his name is. That's why they didn't put it there. Because why? Remember, Malachi said that the name of the Lord is dreadful amongst the heathen. Heathen means Gentile. See? Just to prove to you in that record by Henry Makov, an Edomite, a white man, that the true name of the Most High is Ahiah. And they put that name of Yahweh and Jehovah in the record in order to stumble you. See? Now, let's go to Jeremiah. Let's jump back in the Bible, brother. Let's go to Jeremiah. Because that was the proof that they, they specifically put that in the Bible. Now, the Bible prophesied that. Because the Bible is so perfect in all its ways. The Bible prophesied that they would change stuff in the record. We're going to Jeremiah 8, verse 8. Jeremiah 8, verse 8. How do ye say we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? Lo, certainly in vain made he it. The pen of the scribes is in vain. The pen of the scribes is in vain. See, what, what does it mean? That means that even though they changed the name, the Most High would still make his name known to his people. See? Read it one more time, brother. Verse 8. How do ye say we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? Lo, certainly in vain made he it. The pen of the scribes is in vain. See, so even though they changed the name all throughout Scripture, the Most High would still make a way for his people to be to, to come to the understanding of the truth. So no matter what Satan do, he have tried to lie to us about our nationality, lie to us about the day, lie to us about the worships, lie to us about the Most High's name, and somehow, through the Spirit of the Most High God, we, we, we got to understand it. Somehow, in our captivity, in our captivity, he still gave us the truth. So the pen of the scribes is in vain because the Jewish people, the people who are publishing these records, made, came together with the Catholic Church, who was the Catholics, um, they're over all Christianity. Christianity or Catholicism means or Catholic means universal Christian. So you got with the Baptist, the the you have all of those, you know, the non-denominational all these different types of Christian churches are under the umbrella of the Catholic Church. You see, that's what they did. They took control of the record. Therefore, you can only view the record and the doctrine through their glasses. They did that on purpose. See, they did that on purpose. They lied to us about Christ's color. They lied to us about everything. The pen of the scribes is in vain. The Most High wouldn't be equitable if he allowed them to one-up him. His people have to promote that name because Christians don't know it. Gentiles don't know it, majority of them. So it's up to Israel to promote what the Most High's name is. It's up to Israel. We have a responsibility. Now, you may be asking, why would God let them go into our record and change his name? 
Why, why would he do that? If God is almighty, then why, how could he let these Edomites or these Gentiles, these heathens go into the record to deceive us? We're going to prove it to you. John 9, 24. I mean, excuse me, Job 9, 24. This is the reason why. Job 9, verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. Read that again. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. See, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. See, so Satan is the ruler of this earth. Remember, when he was tempting Christ in the wilderness, he offered Christ kingdoms, principalities, rulerships. How could he do that? Because the earth is given into his hand. See, so the Mosai is not dealing with this earth. They've sinned so much that he's not dealing with this earth. He's dealing with his people. So if you need to have understanding, you must go into his word. His word is the Bible. That's his word. The truth is in the Bible. You must pick it up. You must pick it up. Don't go to church and sit up in there while they're singing songs every day while you're being deceived on every front. The Most High said, seek and ye shall find, brothers and sisters. Do not rely on a pastor or preacher. Why is that? Because these pastors and preachers went to seminary colleges, all of them. In order to be, uh, you know, in charge or the patriarch or matriarch over these mega churches, you must go to a theologian seminary college. And I'll tell you one thing, brothers and sisters, you, the, a, a school cannot teach you the Bible. A school can't give you a syllabus and say, oh, this is how this is and this is what that means. Only the spirit could give you understanding. What school did Christ go to? What school did Moses go to? What school did Paul go to? What school did David go to? See? It's through the Spirit, not through a school. And those same people who put in the record the wrong name, which is the Jewish people and the Catholics, they're the same people over the seminary college. See? So they're actually teaching the pastors the wrong thing on purpose. Check that out. Look how diabolically genius Satan really is. He said, okay, listen, I'll let you teach the Bible, but you must learn it from me. You think they're going to tell you your God's chosen people? Negroes, Hispanics, Jamaicans, Trinidadians. Why would they ever come to you and tell you that you're worth anything? They wouldn't. We know that this earth is not fair. Fair is a place where they judge pigs. They would never come to you. They don't even like you. They don't even like us. You think they're going to come to you and give you the Most High's name? They know that with our God, having our God's name, they have no power over us. They know this. Without, without, our name, without the Most High's name, we're helpless. We have no power. We have no protection. Because why? We're calling on Satan, Baal, Jehovah, Yahweh. Those are all names of Satan. Christian will tell you, well, God had many names. No, he don't. Satan had many names. See? Satan had many names. Let's go to Acts 2.21. New Testament, brothers and sisters. Acts chapter 2, verse 21. Acts 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whatsoever shall call on the that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Read that again, brother. Verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He, he, whosoever shall call on the name, singular name, not names. Read it again, brother. Verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
See? So you must call on the name of the Most High, Ahia, in order to be saved. See? So it does matter. If you are a person who say it don't matter what the Most High's name is, then you're not one of his chosen people. I don't care if you're an Israelite or not. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. Now, when you look at that word Jehovah in the Hebrew, and if you go to your concordance, which is alphabetical order of each and every word in the Bible, and it gives you the definition of that word and the translation of what it was before it was translated into English, that word Jehovah, and it says Jewish national name of God. So it's the Jewish national name of God. It's being specific on whose God it is. The Jewish national name of God. And we all know that the Jewish people worshiping Satan. Now you may be thinking, hold on, are you being anti-Semitic? I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm a child of Shem. I'm a child of Abraham, Isaac, and Shem. So I can't be, I can't be anti-Semitic. It's impossible. I'm not against myself. The Jewish people who are Edomites are worshiping Satan. And let us prove that to you. Revelations 2 and 9. Revelations 2 and 9. Because it said it's the Jewish national name of God. Now, what does the Most High feel about the Jewish people? Revelations 2 verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. But are the synagogue of Satan. See, he said he know the, the bold-faced lie of those who say they are Jews and are not. Who is that? Jewish. Ish is a suffix. You're not a Jew. You wish you were a Jew. See? The word Jewish is not in the Bible. Christ is not Jewish. Paul was not Jewish. S David was not Jewish. These brothers were Jews or Israelites. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Are the synagogue of Satan. Who, who, who worship in synagogues? See? Jewish people. The Jewish people worship in synagogues. It says synagogue of Satan. The Bible is identifying those fake Jews. It says the bold-faced lie of them which say they are Jews and are not. Who's calling themselves Jews predominantly in this earth? It's not the Negroes because we're claiming to be African Americans. We're claiming to be black. We're claiming to be all these other things that suffer with the Most High said. During our slavery and captivity, somebody have come, taken our record, taken our identity, and then gave us the name of their God, which is Satan. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty. But thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Right. See? Synagogue of Satan. Now, we understand that there's a lot of information. Um, what we want you to do is respectfully follow it along, write down the scriptures. Pray on it. Ask the Most High to make himself known. To lead you in the right direction. Pray on it. Don't just take our word for it. Sit on it for a while. It may, you, I, you, I hope you're not offended, but I understand offense may come, but understand that we did this in love, not to point the finger and say you're wrong. We want you to be liberated. We want you to rule. We want you to rule righteously. And there's only one way, and that's to have the name of the Most High God. Now, we understand a lot of people are going to reject this. 
So let us tell you what we think about people who are going to reject it. Romans 3 verse 3. Because we understand that some people have received blessings through calling on Satan, through that God. So they're not going to change it. And I want to say that Satan, he offered Christ blessings, principalities, rulership, money. So just because you got money or blessings behind it don't mean it came from the Most High God. Because Satan offered those same things to Christ if he bowed down and worshipped him. So if you call on him, he will give you some things. We're not going to say that he won't. He told Christ he would give him everything. So just because you receive something or what you think is a blessing from calling on that name don't mean it came from the Most High God. And realize that now, once you have this understanding, you are responsible for that understanding. We're going to Romans 3 and 3. Romans 3 verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? It says, so what if some people don't believe? Even though me and brother Corey have taken our time um, through the spirit of the most high, bought the books, bought the records, put hours in of studying to bring you brothers and sisters this information. What if some did not believe? Read that again, brother. Verse three. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yeah, let God be true, but every man a liar. Read that again. Verse 4. God forbid. Yeah, let God be true, but every man a liar. Right, so the question is, what if some people don't believe? Will that make God's word untrue or without effect? It says God forbid, which means no. No. So irregardless of what you believe, it don't change the, the words coming off these pages. Even when you're not listening to us, when you're at home, those same, those same words are on that page. We're not coming up with this off the top of our mind. The Most High God blessed us with the information and understanding because he knew we would do the right thing with it. And he wants to give it to you because he knows you would do the right thing with it. You brothers and sisters are leaders. You brothers and sisters aren't followers. So the Most High needs you to share what you know, share his name and wake up his people. Read three and four one more time, brother. Romans three, verse three. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make God make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yet let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. See? So, irregardless of what a man or woman have to say, let God be true and every man a liar. So if you can't prove it out of the scriptures, you're a liar. If I can't prove something out of the scriptures, I'm a liar. So, you know, we're not dealing with emotion. We're not here to offend you. But we're not going to go to hell because you're emotional. And we don't want you to go to hell for being emotional. So if you cannot prove it, we today we brought you scripture. We brought you secular history. We've brought you dictionaries. We've brought you Strong's Concordance. Everything you would need compiled for you to make a righteous decision. Irregardless of what decision you make, we wanted you to make an educated decision. We didn't want you to call on Satan unknowingly and have to perish for it. So now it's up to you. We're going to put the truth out there, let it fall wherever it may, and you make the decision. You're the, you know, you control your own destiny. Are you going to reject this information or are you going to come to the truth? We got one last scripture, John 8 and 32. New Testament, brothers and sisters, the gospel. 
John 8 and 32. John 8 verse 32. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This is the truth, brothers and sisters. We're trying to free you. The Most High is trying to free you. Doesn't matter where you learn the information. Is it true? I don't care what color a man is. If he's bringing me truth, I'm not going to reject that. I'm going to reject truth because it came from a white man or any other man. Read it again, brother. Verse 32. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This is freedom, brothers and sisters. We want to say we love you. Sin no more and kwam yashallah. Praises be to Ahaya, Bahashem Yeshaya, Wadash Warawak. Father, you're worthy to be praised. I know we have gone astray 